has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm Master Zed. Oh, you came in just in time. <laughs> Our fake sponsor this week is Shark of the Covenant. Best seafood this side of the Nile. So good it'll melt your face off. <laughs> Unless you close your eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You should always eat seafood with your eyes closed, just in case. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, so, no seems, banter? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> it seems like it's been a short week. I don't know. Yeah. It's just... Been just, really rainy. Really? Just been grinding away. Yeah. It was super rainy this morning on my way to work. Like, my rain pants really don't keep me dry. But today was one of the days that it <laughs> failed a little bit. It has okay. also been rainy here. Oh, good. It's just been like sprinkly rain. Oh. Like wet outside. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Has anyone texted uh, DVD? Nope. No, not recently. Okay. I'll send I can him see a text. where he is. Is he at home? He's in trouble. Oh. He is in trouble. That would be the best case scenario. <laughs> he's at home. Maybe he's being held hostage by terrorists. Maybe. Or maybe his uh, fish sticks aren't quite done yet. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like we have enough banter to uh, stall know, to... for him. So <laughs> No. Well, yeah. I was just going to say that my project i had a project at work that was supposed to go out tomorrow and so everyone on the team's been pushing really hard and we just found out yesterday that it's getting delayed Yay! and it's not because of us so oh well that's good we were like man it'd be great if this got delayed but we can't <laughs> be the ones to say uncle like we have to deliver mm-hmm. and it was the client they did not get a thing. Uh, there was a funding change oh. that they submitted in November that hasn't been signed yet. Oh, man. And they need it to be signed at least three weeks before 
it can be a, before our project can be approved, and that three weeks was Tuesday. Oh, so Wednesday well, they were like, it's well, been signed." <laughs> well, no, it hasn't been signed yet. Oh, I thought you said it was signed Tuesday. Uh, the three weeks, the three it's week up. mark was up on Tuesday. Oh. So if it hadn't been signed by Tuesday, we weren't going to get the funding approval. In gotcha. Time. You were supposed to start three weeks from Tuesday. Well, that was, yeah, that was when the official mm-hmm. submittal was dated. But I so DVD said he lost track of time. Oh, no. So he's trapped in the time string stream. Oh, man. I was just talking to guys at work about when I was new where we work. I spent three months in two different areas to try them out and, you know, get a feel for where I wanted to end up. And the place I didn't choose, I spent like six weeks working on this one project and it was an alteration of a a thing. And I felt like nobody in my, in that section had any idea about anything because I would ask questions and they would be like, I don't know. Go ask John. And so I'd go ask John. Ooh, I don't know that. You should probably ask Scott. Go ask Scott. <laughs> Scott's the one that sent me here. Yeah. yeah. I, and so I muddled through it, you know, and I was like, I, I, hopefully this goes okay. And then they deferred doing that change until the next maintenance period. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that all just <laughs> went away. And then, you know, two years later or whatever, I'm in my other area where I ended up and I get a call and this guy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to rewrite this paperwork based on what you did a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I had some questions and I was like, I don't remember anything about it. You're so saying, ask John and Scott. Yeah. Go ask John. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, could not get back to, my other area fast enough <laughs> after that. Then I'm DVD. Whoa. Holy cow. Are you using oh. a microphone? No, or he's going on enough that it just. <laughs> it's picking up on Mr. Pold's mic. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that is loud. Does it sound bad? No, well, it sounds better. It's so. kind of muffled at first, but. It's when you first turned on, maybe it had issues. Probably. Oh, it sounds really good now. Yeah. Oh, good. Sound better than I do. Whoa. Maybe I can't hear what mine sounds like. I'm just assuming. Yeah, I lost track of time. And uh, I came in and my son has apparently been using my computer to play games because he oh, can play man. games his computer won't play. Mm, my solitaire. Yeah. So I'm here. Yay. All, All right. right. Welcome. Well, we just ran out of banter. Wait, does DVD have any banter? Um, no. Okay, good.
All right. This week we are talking about the Stephen King movie 1408. Oh, yeah. I've had this song so, stuck in my head. The song 1408? There's no, a song the, that's repeatedly played in it over and over. Oh, yes. We've only just begun. Oh. I don't want to do more than that. We'll get struck from whatever <laughs> we're on. <laughs> the Carpenters? Uh, yes. That'll be fine. As a carpenter myself, I appreciate the carpenters. <laughs> Not a professional right. carpenter, just a uh, well, amateur. Hobbyist. I have some notes. Notes. I so, definitely thought I had seen this movie before. Yeah. Ooh. I don't think you I saw had. The Jim, you saw the Jim Carrey one, probably. The number There's 23. Three. Number 23 came out the same year. This no, one was think... bigger, though. It? It's a bigger number. A bigger <laughs> yeah. number. Is it a prime number? No, it's not. Fourteen oh eight is, is not. <laughs> yep. Is fourteen oh eight divisible by twenty three? <laughs> no. Yeah. So, like we always do, I walk through the plot of the movie, and then we discuss as we go along before we get to the ranking. So this movie starts with um, John Cusack plays Mike Enslin. Um, it starts with him driving to a hotel in the rain. And he's checking into this room. And the people there are more interested in telling him about you know the haunted history of the hotel and everything. And he just seems kind of bored with it. And he just wants to get into the room. And you find out that he's a writer that writes about haunted places. And so part of his job is going and staying at these different hotels that are haunted and writes some writes about them in his books. So then after that, he goes to a book signing like the next day, goes to a book signing and gets a kind of a cold welcome. Like the, the guy didn't know who he was or. <laughs> and they were only like. Three or four people. Three listened. people showed up. Yeah. Um, well, and then his book was about that. Basically, there's no supernatural stuff. So the people that were there were like wanting. They were believers. <laughs> and his book was basically saying that it was all made up. Was the book saying it or was he just saying it during the event when they asked him? Well, one of the attendees asked him if he believed in ghosts or something like that, and he explained that he didn't. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know the if the book explained it. it. Which leads me to believe that he does that for the money, but he does his heart's not in it. Yeah, and he's got, like, haunted lighthouses, haunted mansions, you know, it's like a whole series of... Haunted dog houses. Yeah. <laughs> Different places that he goes that are supposed to be. I like the haunted boat good time. Also, what? Haunted boat houses? Yeah. Yeah. Or houseboats. <laughs> Do you keep it's your houseboats in a boathouse? A boathouse is a building like a garage you put your boat in. Yeah, I know. I was wondering if you keep okay. your houseboat in there. I don't have a houseboat yet. Oh, would you? <laughs> would one? Wood, a wood boat? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you would keep your houseboat in a 
boat only house that's wood. made of wood. <laughs> only if the houseboat is made of wood. It's it's a uh, wood one. A carpenter boat. When I got my impression of the books were that he was describing in detail like the history of it and all this other mm-hmm. stuff and um but he didn't believe in ghosts himself. Well I write hiking books, but I don't hike. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Um but afterwards it's haikus. When he's signing just books. Go to, <laughs> just go to the trailhead and talk to people coming off the trail. So was that a good hike? Can you explain <laughs> how tired are you? You weigh them before they go, and then when they come back, and you know how much they sweat. What if they lost a shoe along the way? Well, you count for that. Oh, you have to count their shoes first? Mm-hmm. Weigh them. You probably just, you probably right. just fill that one out. Wait, you, go. Go. you went up there with two shoes. What's going on? <laughs> now you have three. <laughs> you didn't urinate, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but it took so long, I was walking in circles. Empty your pockets. Got rocks in there. He got heavier on the hike. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he was hiking downhill. Does that put weight back on? <laughs> <laughs> it decreases his potential energy. I don't know. Does that weight something more? <laughs> I thought kinetic energy like, weighed more. Well, it's getting energy closer. Has a negative weight. It's getting closer to the center of the Earth, right? Yeah, so obviously his mass or his uh, mass wouldn't go up. His weight <laughs> would go up. What if it's on the other side of the planet? So he's hiking down and going farther from there. It's not how up I don't and down think it works. works that way, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the movie. What? <laughs> so they after when he's doing the book signings, a lady comes up with one of his older books. That he wrote, you know, before he got on this whole haunted thing, this haunted kick. And uh, where was I? <laughs> it had to do with the father-child relationship. Yes. Do you, do you think that he was trying to find these haunted places because of what happened with his... This might be a spoiler for later, but <laughs> trying to find... Hoping that there's ghosts and eventually he'll discover one. Which would give him hope for uh, some kind of afterlife. Well, I think it goes to the theme of the entire movie that they try to wrap it into at the end. Um, But, yeah, could be. I think it's a way to get him into the room. Yeah. (laughs) Why else would he... Yeah. Is it weird cynical? They actually have to go through this where you're paying attention for, like almost research for the show. I read way more into like the movies than I probably would if I just sit in to watch them. Ew, you're turning into a critic. <laughs> well, the way Stephen King usually writes his books is he comes up with an idea, then he writes a story and, and characters Until and he, he writes a story and just stops. Well, <laughs> he writes a story with all these characters and they, whatever happens to him. Yeah. He'll, not know how to end it so he just ends it clumsily but then he'll go back and during the rewrite he figures out what the themes were in the story and then he rewrites it to focus on those themes and so it kind of feels like even though you know it's based on just a short story of his it seems like this movie tackles you know kind of skirts around this theme of of death and you know 
what's in the afterlife. And Losing a child. At the end, they kind of sum it up. Um, but we'll get there. We're still, we haven't even gotten into the, the room yet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, after the book signing, he goes to the beach to do some surfing. And he gets, he's not paying attention to the waves. And does he look like an airplane or something? Yeah, he it was pulling looks, a banner. Yeah. Yeah, he looks at the airplane and this huge wave knocks him and churns him under the water. He's not so attached to his board at all. Yeah, so he washes up on the beach and he's choking and a guy comes up, oh, are you okay? Um, then he heads to the post office and he parks very poorly, takes up two spots. He <laughs> had a head injury. so Yeah, these are the kind of things that jump out to me. <laughs> Having had a head injury, I know that it's difficult to drive and park with said head injury. But when I did it, I was in the lines. Yeah, well, but plus, he was seeing like four sets of lines. Yeah. Well, plus it's, it's like a Suburban or something that he's in. Yeah. It's hard to park big vehicles sometimes. Anyway, he gets some postcards from his um, post office box. And goes to this diner and is looking at him. And there's a lot of places wanting him to come, you know, stay at their hotel. And then he finds this postcard from the Dolphin Hotel in New York. And it just says on the back, don't enter 1408. I forgot about that. Who said that? And then he adds up, oh, it equals 13. Which I guess, you know. I always add all my numbers together. So I was waiting for it, but I don't think it ever happened. But I remembered them telling him that they hadn't sent him the I postcard. Thought, doesn't fourteen oh eight? Doesn't that add up to um, Dan Reno's number thirteen? Oh, forty it does 49. it in the and hey, one plus forty plus eight. <laughs> I know yeah. what he did. Okay, so he adds it up to thirteen. He realizes that that's Dan Marino's number. And Dan Reno played for the Dolphins. The Dolphins, oh, yes. Yeah. It, it all makes sense. And I'm wearing a Dolphins shirt. And Dan Reno has been to New York City. Yes. Heard and it. he was in a movie with Jim Carrey, who was in 23. 23, what? <laughs> Which came out in the same year. <laughs> oh, Which there's a whole... up to five. Whoa. What does that mean? You multiply Absolutely it. nothing. <laughs> oh, I thought we almost got to the bottom of, the bottom of this, but apparently You're a weird not. guy, Ace. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Mike calls his publisher, tells him about his plans to go to the Dolphin. A publisher is played by um, Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. Mm. Yes. The of alien Wings guy fame. From, um, oh, I was thinking. From oh, Black. Galaxy Monk. Quest. Yep. Monk. <laughs> yeah. Those all those places. Um, anyway. Um. So he says, you know, his publisher's name is Sam. Says that's a good idea. And uh, like asked him, you're really going to come back to New York? And so so this something is, about New York is significant yes, for him. Mysteriously significant. He's going to get in and out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he does. Then Mike does some research with some microfilm and some old newspaper articles and finds like an article. Finds an article about a guy that jumped from the window of the room 1408. Um, Then he tries calling the hotel to make a reservation. 
And as soon as he says, I want to stay in room 1408, they say oh, that's unavailable. So he goes through, well, <laughs> what about next week or Monday? Le- nope, it's like, I didn't even tell you the date. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just keep saying unavailable, unavailable, no matter what date he throws out there. Well, that, that's summer. They? Yeah, they did yeah. hang up on him. So he calls Sam back and Sam's telling him, well, they're legally obligated to rent you a room. Um, they can't. It's not occupied. Yeah, it's not occupied. And so Mike tells him to book it for him. Why even have it be a room number then? Why not just take them down the door and lock the door and walk away? Never. It's, it's haunted. Well, they do talk about that. He mentions the hotel oh. being owned by oh the conglomerate doesn't care Asia. Japanese corporation yeah and that they won't do anything like that I don't know they don't believe in ghosts yeah but they do have a missing thirteenth floor so <laughs> yeah so fourteen oh eight is actually on the thirteenth floor then yeah. that adds up to twelve. Does thirteen does three? <laughs> okay, maybe you should go back to uh, math class. Um. <laughs> uh, one plus four plus eight, I believe, is twelve. One plus three plus eight is twelve. Oh, right? I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, thirteen uh... floor. It's actually thirteen oh eight. That negates the. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> then it starts with thirteen. So, I guess. So yeah. Anyway. So he goes to check in, and the person checking him in has an alert come up on her computer, like, ooh, talk to the manager. And so uh, Mr. Olin is the manager, played by... By Mace Windu. <laughs> you never rent a room from a Jedi Master. It's not a good idea. Yeah, and so he takes him into his office to try to talk him out of staying in room 1408, and he tries bribing him with an expensive bottle of bourbon which he takes, but he still wants to stay there. So Olin starts telling him about all the people who have died in the room, and Mike's like, yeah, yeah, and he completes his stories for him, and he already knows all the research. He's like, yeah, but do you know about the 20 natural deaths? (laughs) So apparently there's been 56 deaths in all. Um, Mike is thinking that Olin's just trying to play hardball so he can, you know, Spice get up in the, his book and get yeah. more. And Mr. Olin's like, hey, we run at 90% occupancy. We don't need <laughs> your books to send you know, to get us more guests. Um, and then Olin tells Mike that nobody that has stayed in 1408 has ever lived. <laughs> and none have lasted more than an hour. Um, and the reason he doesn't want to rent it to him is because he knows Mike's going to die if he does. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to have to clean up the mess. Right. Yeah. And uh, he. So his last offer is a folder with a whole bunch of information and history about the room. And, uh, you know, he'll give it to him. He can stay in the 1406, which looks exactly the same, <laughs> and just say he stayed in 1408, you know. Um, but Mike still wants to do it. And so he finally relents, and he gives him a the key to the room, which is this really old key. And he tells him that a lot electronics don't work too well in the room, so they don't have a electronic key. 
Um, and uh, Olin ends up telling him that the room isn't haunted by the phantoms or whatever. The room is just evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they go in the elevator and so Mike's like, well, if the room is so deadly, how do you, you know, maintain it? You know, like, is it super dirty in there because you never clean it or what's up with that, you know? And Olin's telling him how the procedure they have. They go in groups and they keep the door open. And <laughs> he, go, he stands in the doorway, basically, and right. a couple of maids go in and change the and sheets said, and dust. There was one time when a maid went into the bathroom and the door shut and she was only in there for like a minute. But um, when she came out, she had used a scissor to stab her eyes out. Um, Some funky bathroom. Yeah. Funky cleaning service has scissors on them. (laughs) Yeah. It did cross my mind. Like, why did she have scissors with her? Well, she was from... Another country, right? She's Guatemala or something. Maybe that should have been a rule. Don't bring scissors into the hotel. Yeah, no room. sharp objects. You don't need them. <laughs> uh, so Mike or Olin doesn't even get out of the elevator when they get to the floor. He's like, this is as far as I go. Mm-hmm. And so Mike gets out and it looks like he's wanders in circles, like kind of lost. Can't find the room at first. He goes down the hall and turns the corner. and He's looking at the numbers, but then he's. He gets distracted or something. Yeah, well, the hallway's walking. Good. The room's evil, but the hallway's good, so it tries to keep you from getting into the room. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But he ends up back by the elevators, and he's like, "What? <laughs> How'd I get here?" So, uh, Mike finally gets to the room, unlocks it with the key, and walks in, and it looks completely normal. There's nothing weird about the room it just seems like another room and so he's like yeah (laughs) it's like all this for just this room like not even scary in here whatever so he starts Mm -hmm. taking notes on his voice recorder for his book and uh he like opens the window and looks out the window and down at the street and everything and he hears this noise so he turns around and then there's all of a sudden there's chocolates on the pillow yeah, and just uh, been sitting. Yeah, so he goes, and of course, what do you do if you find a chocolate appearing out of thin air? You eat it. Eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he goes in the bathroom, and earlier while he was walking around talking, he like played with the toilet paper roll. And when he went in there, the toilet paper roll was all folded up nice and neat again. And. uh <laughs> He makes a quip like, oh, great, a ghost that does turn down service. (laughs) (laughs) But then he's like, somebody's got to be in here. Yeah. So he starts looking around, like looking in the up at the air vent. And he thinks the hotel staff. Yeah, the hotel staff must be in there trying to to spook him. And um, probably stuff that's happened before in his line of work. Yeah, probably like you can imagine that happening. They want to make it spookier to get. Get in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then the heat like goes is super high, and he's like sweating, and so he decides Service that won't turn down. Yeah, so he calls the front desk, um, and they send a mechanic up. Well, when they he send goes, an engineer. Oh, and it, that's right, an engineer. engineer he called yeah. him an engineer. <laughs> so I expected a guy to show up with an engineer hat and driving he, a train. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what kind of hat do you wear as an engineer? <laughs> I wear many hats. It's got a pocket for my pocket protector. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Just a baseball cap with a pocket protector in a pocket. I think we have to make that. Front. And a couple pens. Yeah, we'll, we'll, but where we'll do make you that keep happen. your pens when you wear a t-shirt? In my hat pocket, hat protector. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little spot for your slide rule, you know. How old of an injury are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess pretty old. <laughs> Alright, so your engineering scale, how about that? <laughs> I've got a nice little metal one that would. Oh yeah, slide that in there. But anyway, the... not to scale. <laughs> uh, so the engineer, I guess, knocks on the door, and when he goes to answer, he can't get the door open at first, and then he finally is able to get it open. And the the guy is not going to step foot in the room. He's like, "I'll I'll just tell you how to do it. It should be pretty easy." <laughs> So he's over there. He's like, "All right, just take the thing off and then tap on it." <laughs> and yeah, it starts working. Yeah. He says, "Yeah, these old hotels, you know, they these often go out." Well, then he's like, "All right, it works." He turns around. The guy is completely gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Nope, I'm out." Fucked <laughs> out. So, uh, so then Mike's, you know, relaxing, drinking some of the bourbon. And the clock startles the heck out of him and starts playing We've Only Just Begun. <laughs> Which is a good clue to what's about to happen. <laughs> Did it go off when he was looking out the window there? Yeah, I think so. And he, did he bang his head or something? I can't remember. One, oh, is that when he got his hand? Smash his hand. It, there is, yeah, there's a part where the window shuts on his hand. And injures his hand. Drew first blood. But I think before that, the the clock like spun the numbers and then started a countdown from 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his hand gets injured. So he runs into the bathroom to try to wash it up. And all of a sudden the water temperature, like turns scalding and like starts shooting out, out everywhere. And he's like, kicks it to shut it off or something. He's like grabbing towels and trying to, <laughs> um, and then the clock radio just randomly starts playing that song at full volume. <laughs> um, and then he gets a phone call, and it's the operator again. Um, I can't remember what they talked about, but she seemed... They trying to know. talk him into leaving? Yeah, are you ready to just leave now? Or Oh, yeah, that's right. And she's a little kind of... She's kind of a little rude with him. Because he's kind of rude with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so then he goes to the door and he tries opening it and it won't open. He puts the key in it. The key br- breaks off. And then the shaft of the key sucks in. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, the doorknob falls off. At this point, I'm saying, just take the hinges off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I see that all the time in shows where, oh, I can't get out of the room. It's locked. I'm like, the hinges are on your side. 
you have that knife. He was trying to oh, yeah. the lock with his knife. Just she pop those puppies out and pins. pull the door off. He looks but. in the peephole at that point and sees an eye on the other side. Oh, I forgot about that. And then just like, oh, weird. There's just an eye there. Yeah. Well, then he starts seeing like specters of previous guests that were jumping out windows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the first guy he sees is the one he saw in the article. Yeah. And then there's a woman that walks past and jumps out the window. Um, so he, he goes to the window and he can see somebody in the building across the street. And so he's trying to get his attention, but before long realizes that every movement he's making, the guy across the street is kind of doing the same thing. Copying him. He's yeah. an improv troupe, I think. And he's just <laughs> playing a game with him. He's trying to recreate that scene from, I think, uh, duck soup. The Marx Brothers, where he's like thinks he's there's a mirror, but anyway, well then he sees somebody come up behind. They have a knife, come up behind the guy in the other window. Yeah, and then he turns around and there's somebody in his room. Well, he grabs the lamp. Oh, that's right. And brings it over, and then the guy across the street does the same thing. He can see that's him. Oh, yeah, that it's just not some rando guy. It's actually yeah, him. It's actually him looking at himself, and then the guy <laughs> shows up behind him. Yeah, scares the crap out of him. <laughs> That's one of the first big jump scares yeah. of the movie. So then he takes the lamp and he throws it out the window, and before it hits the street, it just kind of glitches looks, out. Glitches out. He's in and the Matrix. Like, Ooh, must be in the Matrix. So he Mike starts theorizing that there must have been drugs in the bourbon, mm -hmm. maybe even the chocolates. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, then after that, the TV comes on suddenly, and there's like a video, look like a home video of him and his wife and daughter, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, he's. Affected by it, you can tell that there's something that went wrong with his or on with his family. Um, he hears the lady in the next room's baby crying, and so he starts thinking, "Oh, hey, maybe if I can hear her, she'll be able to hear me. I could get her attention." So he's like banging on the wall and no answer, and he throws a chair against the wall and <laughs> um. He goes, so he decides that he really needs to get out of the room. And so he like figures out the distance from the window to the wall. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe like I paces can, it off. Maybe I can get to the next room through the going on the ledge. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Uh, no, be before he goes <laughs> out there, after all the jumping out the window <laughs> motifs. <laughs> right. I would rather be with the ghosts than out on the ledge. Which is, <laughs> which is why before he climbs out, he says into his little tape recorder, I'm not, if I fall, it was an accident. <laughs> I didn't jump out on purpose. <laughs> so he gets out on the ledge and he starts going along and it's like, he's counting taking, off the feet. Yeah. He's like, why haven't I found the window yet? And then he looks down the wall and there are no windows. <laughs> the camera pans back and you can see he's on the ledge and the only two windows are the ones for his room. 
<laughs> not just on that floor, like the whole yeah, building. The whole building. So he heads back to the window at that point. Yeah, and as he's about to get to the window, that ghost of the lady jumping out pops out, and he almost falls off the building. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's able to hold on and pull himself back into the room. Um, he goes over to the little map on the back of the door that shows the layout of the hotel to figure out, well, what the heck is going on? And on the map now, there's only one room, <laughs> and it's his room. There's no other rooms on the map. He's like, what? <laughs> Definitely um, wasn't like that before. Yeah. Because I think he looked at it before. He and looked it at it all to, the rooms. Yeah, to when to he was trying out. to think about going out the window. Yeah. So at this point, he sees a couple scenes involving his family, like with his daughter dying. Um, he sees his dad in like a, either a mental institute or old folks home or something. Yeah, hospice. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then the temperature starts going down. It's getting colder in the room. And uh, I, I think he, he had tried using his cell phone before, but there was no service, right? Yeah. So he pulls out his laptop and makes a video call to his wife, Lily, who lives in the city. And she's, like, really surprised that he's calling her because apparently he had just basically left after their daughter died. Mm-hmm. And they had no contact and so she's like, wait, you're in New York? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, he's telling her, call the police and have them come to the Dolphin Hotel. There's, you know, I'm trapped in my room and there's weird things going on here. And, and about that time, the sprinklers go off in the room and uh, his laptop cuts out. And uh, didn't he like knock one of the sprinkler heads off? Yeah, which which would have I don't think would shut it off. It would have probably caused more water to come into the room, yeah. I think. Yeah. But it stopped it. So of course, you know it was obviously not in reality right now. Haunted room <laughs> logic. Yeah. Yeah. So he decides he's gonna try to crawl through the air duct to get <laughs> to another room. Yeah. And so he climbs up there and of course it's completely clean in there. And he and... doesn't remember the map of the hotel. There's no other room. <laughs> Well, as he's crawling through there, doesn't he see scenes of his life? Like He looks down in the next room that has the woman and the baby. And yeah. They, she looks up and it's his, it's his wife and right. daughter. Yeah. Well, then there's this super creepy old decaying Dusty guy. In, yeah. <laughs> Who looks like someone would probably look like if they actually crawled through a vent with all yeah. the dust bunnies <laughs> and everything. Um, it starts That's chasing it him so through clean, the vents. Because that guy's been up there. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> He's just a cleaning guy who got lost. <laughs> no, He's cleaning the vents. Well, he it's... kicks him in his face. Uh, Mike kicks him in, <laughs> in his face. That's very nice. What do you do to him? But he gets back to his room and grabbed um, his foot. Falls through yeah. onto the coffee table. <laughs> yeah. Shattering and, it. Yeah, and isn't the room at, 
at this point covered in covered snow. In frost, yeah. Frost, yeah. Yeah. Well, and so he looks through the keyhole again, and now there's a brick wall there. And I think the windows are oh, the windows the, are He too... turns around, the window is bricked up in the main oh. room. And, and at some the point, bedroom, the, there's no window. Right, like there's there no window. Yeah. In fact, he listened to his tape recorder, and he commented about there not being a window in the bedroom, and he's like, "What? <laughs> yeah, there was earlier, and I never said that." But right. So, so then he drinks more of the right. potentially drugged. <laughs> he bourbon. keeps drinking this stuff. <laughs> he makes a little fire, campfire in the living room, you know, <laughs> to kind of try to keep himself warm. Well, it's like uh, when you get hit in the head on TV and you get amnesia, and to get rid of the amnesia, hit yourself in the head. So to so get rid of the drugs, poison, drink more drugs. Just drink more. Right. <laughs> yeah, through it. No so, one that, likes it. so then he has more visions of his past. Um, so he, the, the, the daughter dies, and Mike blames his wife because she was telling him all about heaven and the afterlife when they should have been helping her fight the illness instead, you know, and <laughs> so this goes back to that theme, you know, of the afterlife and um, yeah. you can tell that Mike's in some kind of afterlife <laughs> the way his day's going. Um, I can't remember why he opened the fridge. I think he was looking warmer? for <laughs> something to drink. Yeah, but when he opens it, the back of the fridge just leads to Olin's office. Yeah, and there's no food in there or anything. And it's just this long room, and Olin's walking toward him, um, talking to him, and saying, hey, you should have believed in the paranormal stuff. He's tells him that people believe in ghosts to reassure him that there's existence beyond death, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mike tries to punch him through the fridge, but then it's a fridge, so he just hits the back of the wall. Um, but at this at this point, his wife calls him on the laptop again, or calls him this time, and uh, she's like, "Well, the police are the, are at the room, and they say it's empty." <laughs> and so, and then she says, "Hey, why don't I come come there?" You know. And he's trying to tell her no, but all of a sudden, the the video of him on the screen starts saying, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. You should come here. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> and uh, so she's like, okay, and then hangs up the phone, and then the his imposter winks at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then about that time, you know, some crazy stuff happens, like there's this big crack in the wall, and... Um, blood's coming out of it or chocolate sauce. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. painting of the ship on the wall. Yeah. Yep. That comes oh, to life. Yeah. And all of a sudden water, oh, water just starts comes out pouring into the room and he's underwater and he sees like a, a light or something he swims toward it. And all of a sudden he's back at the beach getting demolished by that wave. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he sees the plane again. Um, Is that so when he, he sees that the banner that the plane's pulling? Yeah. Uh, phone number for it is 1408. Right. <laughs> ends in 1408. So then, you know, he starts thinking, oh, well, 
Well, so then he wakes up in a, a hospital in L.A. Or, yeah, it is in L.A. Yeah. And Lily's there. And he starts talking about what happened. And she's never heard of the Dolphin Hotel and all this stuff. And so yeah, he starts thinking that was some kind of dream or a nightmare or something. Um, they went go to... A, they're eating at a restaurant and he sees like what he thinks is the woman that was jumping out the window in the room. Mm-hmm. And then like he looks waitress or something. Yeah, he freaks out and he looks again and it's not her. Um, well, then he but, writes a book about his experience. Yeah. yeah. He ends up writing a book about the, the experience and he takes the manuscript to the post office to mail it. And the usual guy he knows there is a different guy. It's actually the bellhop that he met from the hotel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there's these workmen that are there and they just start destroying the walls and the glass. And you start seeing that this post office was inside of the room 1408 because the walls <laughs> start getting revealed when they're smashing yeah, it down they're, and <laughs> they're tearing the walls off and the wallpapers back there and they even tear the carpet up and the carpet underneath is from the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the whole room is destroyed, you know, and then his daughter appears to him and he's talking to her and the daughter's like, don't you love me anymore? And so he like, cause he's like, you're not real. And, so then he ends up hugging her and then she dies in his arms. And he's like, why does this happen to happen to happen to me again? You know, and um, and, and then, then the she clock. crumbles into oh, dust. Yeah. So he starts smashing things up some more and ends up on the floor. And he sees the clock underneath some rubble and it's like counting down. It finally gets to zero. And then it resets and he's back in the normal room and it's and, counting uh, down again <laughs> yeah it's back it's to 60 <laughs> so the phone rings and he answers it and it's the operator and he's like why don't you just kill me and she's like well because all our guests enjoy free will sir <laughs> <laughs> and she basically says we're gonna do this hour over and over again until yeah, you and, kill yourself until you jump out the window well, until you do the express, take the express checkout. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what she calls it. And so he starts seeing nooses hanging everywhere. And oh, yeah. He sees in a reflection himself hanging from a new or like a sheet, sheet noose. Yeah. <laughs> um, noose. So it goes and Schnoose. he picks the phone back up and she's like, are you ready to check out? And he says, no. And, uh. So she's like, oh, well, your wife will be there soon. <laughs> and there's <laughs> no escape for you, basically. Um, so he's like, decides that he doesn't want his wife to be, you know, trapped here, too. So he makes a Molotov cocktail <laughs> with the remaining bourbon. <laughs> and he throws it at the wall in the bedroom and the place starts going up in flames. Such a pretty and, good plan. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, I the room just, with him. I'll just destroy the room, too. And he's fully expecting to die in the fire. Um, but firemen show up and pull him out. And he's telling him, don't go in the room. And they're just like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, 
Did he make it on the hallway before they found him? Uh, I don't I think don't so. How would he have gotten out so. the door? Yeah, I don't know. I know he throws something out the window and it makes a big explosion. Maybe they, it, maybe oh, it's when they're backdraft. dragging him. Maybe when they're... Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the backdraft. Because the room's on fire and then he throws something through the window and all of a sudden it just... The whole thing goes up. But maybe it was maybe they were pulling him down the hallway when he was telling him not to go in the room. I don't remember. Yeah, I think they uh, broke the door down with an axe, maybe. Yeah, and then stuck their head in the hole and said, "Here's Johnny." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's a couple weeks or a couple months from now. Well, wow. so then he wakes up in the hospital again, but this time it's in New York, and Lily is there. Well, and it had shown her outside, like oh, in a right. cab, and traffic was yep. backed up. And because of the fire, he's like, trucks. "I don't know what's going on up there." And she just pays them and runs out, and then goes up and finds a cop and says, yeah. "Like my husband's locked in there." And, and so that's why they go up there to that yeah. room to Does, get him. Doesn't the hotel manager say, "Wow, that was a good plan" or something, or acknowledges? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, he, "Oh, that's a new one. That's a good idea." He's totally like, oh, that's should have done that years ago. It's good, man. <laughs> um, so then it goes, and they're at their uh, their house, I guess, and um, she's got this box of his belongings that were in the fire with him, and just wants to throw it away, and and he says, bad memories are not to be forgotten; they're to be meant to be lived with, you know. <laughs> and he, but they smell like smoke. Right. So he pulls the little recorder out and starts listening to it. And it has him talking to his daughter on there. With his daughter's voice, yeah. Yep. And then they realize, oh, that was real. And well, that's... and he's rewriting. He's writing a story about it. Yeah. And she, but she commented how fast he was doing. Yeah, yeah. that was fast. He's like, I already wrote it once. <laughs> yeah. That, so that's pretty much how it ends. Um Apparently there was another ending. Mm-hmm. I saw um, that where he dies, and um, in the fire, he just yeah. doesn't get, uh, yeah, get out. In the fire, yeah. And I, I didn't see it, but I read it. I, something about didn't they have like a funeral or? Yeah, the hotel manager is trying to give his wife the the. Uh, recorder he has oh and she refuses it and so he listens listens to it it. in the car and then burnt up mics in the back seat or something right so all right so that's the 1408 in a nutshell so tired of talking now oh (laughs) (laughs) all right so should we start ranking this puppy yeah, let me get my spreadsheet working. So, if you didn't know anything about this movie, you just saw 1408 for the title. You'd probably think it was a historical movie about the year, 14- <laughs> the year 1408. <laughs> what happened in history in 1408? Uh, who knows? Somebody probably does. Internet does. Not I. Okay. Let me... Oh, there was a leap year on that on the sun, Sunday in that. Um, so what you're saying is for title quality, it's not real high. Yeah, there's not a lot <laughs> that happened. Oh, the Order of the Dragon is founded under King Sig- Sigismund of Hungary. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not a lot happened that year. I think I like give it a five in title quality, just because that's what I've given other ones that didn't have, have a title that don't really tell you what it's about. Yeah, I was planning on looking at. So Christine, I gave a six, and that yeah. was equally. Dolores Claiborne, I gave five. Um, oh yeah, I gave that a five. I'll give yeah, this one five. a six. Oh six, if it lets me. Well, I don't yeah. know why this computer doesn't like Google Docs. <laughs> you said you wanted a six here, Hugh. You know, maybe I'll do six as well, just because it's once little... you know what the, it's memorable once you know yeah. kind of what it's about. So. All right, so casting. We've seen Kuzak in another Stephen King film, The, the, the Cell. cell. Um, it had Samuel L. Jackson, which is a big name, but he's in mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Tony Shalhoub. Um, yeah, I oh, what thought did it I was give? pretty good. What did I give Cell? Let's see. I gave Cell 10, so. Oh, wow. I give ten someone to have like no. I gave it nine, and so hmm. good job. Um, nine. Yeah, I guess I'll go nine. I've given other shows that had actors I knew high think, scores. Jimmy, what do you want on yours? Um, I think I can do it on my phone. Okay. Oh, okay. I was gonna give it a nine. Let's see. There we go. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Hey. All right. Okay, soundtrack. I had thought the music was excellent. I had that song stuck in my head for half the day today for some reason. Only <laughs> just maybe it felt like I was on an hour countdown every hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not just that song; just like the the mood music. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty good. Throughout was really good. Um, I'll give it a seven. I'll give it yeah. a nine. Okay, cinematography. I thought the cinematography was yeah. awesome. It was good. Yeah. A little uh, higher budget, maybe, than the other ones. What year? 2007? Seven. Yep, 2007. But what was Cell? Because Cell wasn't as good as this, I thought. And it was a newer movie than this one, wasn't it? I well, know. I don't know if it the cinematography really depends on when the movie was made. That's true. Because some of those Alfred Hitchcock movies, the cinematography is pretty great. Yeah, just like certain years have similar cinematography that may not be as good. (laughs) I'm giving this a 10. Yeah. I'm not sure what you would do better. Like, as far as these movies on this list, yeah, the only other one I gave a 10 to was Apt Pupil. I think I'll give reason. it a 10. I liked it. I'll go 9, I guess. I don't think I've ever given any... Let me look at my history. Well, we know we only have, what, 7, 8 movies eight left after maybe. this? Well, we got to add in It too, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll go 9. Okay. It 1 on here. Yeah. Because of when the list was made. All right, so special effects. I thought they were really good. I thought they were terrible. Oh! Really? <laughs> yeah. So the specters weren't great. 
But I thought the cool special effects were more cinematography, not the actual uh, effects. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I thought they were good. Yeah, I did. I didn't really have a problem with the special effects. Um, like the phantoms that he sees. They were supposed to look like old timey TV. Yeah, which I guess does work. If that's what they're going for, then it did a good job. I'll give it. Seven. I'll give it an eight. I'm yeah, with Master Z on this one. All well, right. After that, I thought you were going to give it like a three. Well, <laughs> no, you're going to rate they it were, and then give it a seven. They were. <laughs> they weren't bad. Better than. No smoking. <laughs> the mangler. Well, you gave seven to um, the running man. I thought this <laughs> yeah. was better for special yeah, effects. It's on par for special effects. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I had it the same as my mist um, rink, so that sounds oh, about I right. I thought this was probably better than the mist, but... All right, stunts. So he fell out Maybe. of the thing onto a table. Yeah. <laughs> Gets his hand, hand slammed hand. in a window. Climbing through vents. <laughs> Climbing on the ledge. Uh, yeah, surfing a real it, ledge, but he doesn't didn't really surf. <laughs> no, he no. sat on a board. <laughs> and then got, got there was a lady that was surfing successfully. Oh, yeah. yeah. I uh, I thought the stunts were fine. Nothing to really write home about. Yeah. Say yeah, um, six. Seven. Six. six. Okay. No, six six six. Oh no. Plot. Wow. <laughs> There wasn't a ton of plot. <laughs> I mean, he goes to a room. The room tries to kill him. He survives. You get yeah, exactly what you was based on a get. short story. So that's true. It was short. Um, I as far as the wasn't plot, thrilled with the plot. <laughs> yeah, there's know. not. I mean, there's no explanation. It's just an not evil room. Plot. Yeah, yeah. I, it's probably better than no smoking. <laughs> uh, I think most things are no smoking, <laughs> but that actually had a plot. Did it? Yeah, he I went to go to a that. place to quit smoking, and then <laughs> if you don't quit smoking, you get tortured, maimed, or something. I guess I preferred the no smoking one that was part of the short story and you know anthology. That I don't know if it's oh. on here. I had uh... anyway. Was that creep show too? I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm going five. five. I was cat's eyes what it was. I'm I was, actually gonna get hit four. <laughs> okay, well, I think. Yeah. All right. Continuity. So they mentioned that book, his earlier book, twice. I guess that's yep. continuity. Um, the booze is always there. This one's. <laughs> They but the, bo- the amount in the bottle changes dramatically throughout. But he's yeah. in a weird, like... Yeah, in a weird time. Well, Mr. Owens tells, tells him that electronics don't oh. really work in the room. At one point, there was a window in this... the bedroom, and then the window wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he successfully uses the computer. Yes. Kind of. I mean, his, his, so his the room doesn't work. wants but... him to lure his wife there. Yes. Yeah. So, well, not initially, I don't think. The TV works uh, fine. And, it just shows old videos of his life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Even the 
technology of the mercury vial and the thermostat didn't work right. So I've seen well, this in other shows that. where they're living in a loop. Yeah, at a fantasy world or something. And it's like they it the show makes you think that they've escaped and that they're in normal time. Mm-hmm. Do well, they the dolphin didn't even exist in right. the when he thought he woke up. So when they're still trapped in there but they think they're out, does the time seem to pass normally for them? I mean Well he wrote a whole book and remembered it. For yeah, so he's and that did was all several months. Like, or is your perception off like when you're in a dream? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was well, only in like 10 minutes, right? Because yeah, yeah. it jumped at him in the hospital, them at the restaurant, and then writing his book. Writing and, book. Yep. I don't know. Then finishing it. I guess that's not in. really a question about continuity, but. Well, yeah, they kind of get a gimme, a gimme on that one because anything that's not in the continuity kind of they can just go oh yeah it was the magic of the room yeah the map of the rooms on the door changed <laughs> <laughs> doesn't the wallpaper change at some point too well also the thermostat all know. of a sudden goes down to negative numbers like yeah there's no thermostat that age that goes negative It'd be stupid. yeah i guess that's they get it they do get a free pass at continuity because oh it's just the room being evil I'll give it a five. At what point doesn't his <laughs> hand like not injured or something? Uh, uh, yeah. Isn't oh, that after kind of go away? Is that injured That's when he goes I out? Thinking. I don't know. It's not injured when he's in the wakes up in the water again. <laughs> yeah, but it shouldn't be at that point. Yeah, was it injured when he was crawling on the ledge? I don't did think it, it did a reset with the time, maybe. Well, it only re- we only saw it reset with the time once. Yeah, right. And that was at the very end. I don't know. I don't remember. All right, I'm gonna give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think there's enough foreshadowing and stuff. Seven. I'll give yeah, it a seven. Okay. All right, the characters. I thought basically. Three, yeah. Well, did you count the room as a character? I would. Ooh, <laughs> because it's quite the character, and it's showing up all kinds of different types of ghosts, right? There's just the specters that are just like a replay of what happened. There's the yeah. one where the one tries to kill him. There's the vent guy that's like a oh, zombie. Yeah. There's his daughter who would be like a spirit that is, you know, trapped. still themselves and trapped. Whatever. It was like that's, that's playing with him Alter a little ghosts. bit, like Altergeist. I really Alter like ghosts. Samuel L. Jackson's character. Yeah, he too. I think Geist means ghost, right? And it's some other yeah. language, so oh yeah, it's probably Alter German. Ghosts. It's a poultry guy or ghost. That's it's like ghost. <laughs> Hopefully, the ghosts of all the chickens I've eaten don't. No, come if back. you're talking about the quality <laughs> of his character, he abandoned his wife after their daughter died that's without true. any warning or anything. So his character is pretty low. Well, I think you no, were I supposed mean, to have low expectations for his character. That's why the room wanted him. You can have a character that mm. has, you know, Flaws. morally backwards and still be a good character. Well, in that. Yeah, but they have bad character. I'm saying the, personally, well, his character is bad. Right. Yeah, but that's bad not, thing makes him, that's not what we're grading. <laughs> it's not. Get over the badness. 
helps he him did, get yeah. his wife. So. so the room is actually good. It's like a good psychologist. or uh, him. Yeah. Well, it's like, hey, if you survive this test, then you get a reward. Now do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. But he does. I'm going to give it an 8 on characters. Cause yeah, I'm giving I it 8. I like Samuel L. Jackson. I liked... Yeah. The only other Cusack real did a good job. you spend time with is Cusack, and he did great. Yeah. Well, that's acting, though. The character yeah. was fairly well-rounded, had a good backstory, and yeah. experienced a lot of growth. And you got to know him with how he reacted to the situations. So. Yeah. All right, acting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty was good. good. Yeah. Good. I thought the room acted well. Oh, skip yeah. his daughter. <laughs> yeah. For being a child oh. actor, did good. Which is yeah. creepy. What about the lady with the baby next door? She was pretty good. Oh, the did baby she? though. I could tell that yeah. crying was fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard with child actors, you know. Wilhelm crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a nine for acting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going up there with nine with you. All right, dialogue. Dialogue. There was no making it die a log. <laughs> there was a log too, right? Was there? I don't know. <laughs> Not in this movie, I don't think. Oh, Didn't die a lot. Oh no. The conversation between him and the manager was that really was my good. favorite scene. That scene yeah. was excellent. Yeah, I think dialogue was excellent. I also I liked when give it his, a nine. Sam calls in the other, like the lawyer, on the phone call. Yeah. Oh yeah. Before I thought that was really well written. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. He's like, I'm paying this guy four hundred dollars an hour. Make it quick. Yeah. <laughs> and he does, and then the guy just leaves. Yeah. He's like, okay, buzz off. <laughs> he left quicker uh, than the engineer. Oh. Yeah, almost. Uh, let's see. So I'll give it a. Oh man, I really like. I mean, there wasn't much dialogue once he was in the room. Just him he talking, talking to, to the a lot of microphone paper recorder. Yourself. That's a yeah. monologue, guys. Just and the lady on the phone. <laughs> That's true. I'll give it a oh, lady. nine. Just he was talking to his future yeah. self. Oh. I think the lady was the room, which explains why it was so mean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, horror. Desk, checking him in. Yeah. yeah, I think out of all the ones we've seen so far, this has got to be one of the most horror ones. Horrible Is it weird ones? that it's not, yeah. it's not for me? It wasn't as scary as I remember. Didn't you leave the room at one point because you were so horrified? Just, yes. Just because of the heights, like walking on an edge on the end of a building. That's part of horror. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I thought Cujo was way more horror for me. Oh. <laughs> was seven. Well, let's see. What did you give what Cujo? Did you Cujo? Eight. You go, okay, Cujo. Four. Well, oh, if, we all gave it eight. I would give it I, a nine. I'd yeah, give it more than Cujo. It as, no, like, so oh, it my, has to be scary to be for me, a high horror. Oh, well, that's true. Well, for me, that's how I was doing it, because for me, the number ten of horror would be Event Horizon, which scares the crap out of me for some reason. I don't even know. <laughs> the Sam Neill space movie where they like open a dimension to hell or something. And he finds that dinosaur movie. bones or something. No, uh-huh. oh. Yep. This one, I, other than the, <laughs> the heights, the heights part, I was not terrified at all. I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. 
Yeah, it wasn't as scary as basically. Like, I didn't like his character. <laughs> I thought, well, I get him! It. Get him! Oh. Leave your family like that in a time of need. It's just one family member. Uh, the concept of your daughter dying and then appearing to you but later the, and you dies dying. again in your arm. But yeah, she was saying, was don't you love traumatic. me still? To me, meant that, okay, by you running from my memory because I died? Uh-huh. If you don't want to even think about me and remember me, do you still love me? That's how I put it or took it. Yeah, okay. that's pretty deep. It's horror. Which me. is that? Is, I don't know. Just the Maybe idea of being, being out of, that, out of control of and not knowing what's real and what's not. Which I guess yeah. I couldn't put myself into his shoes because his, I don't know, I, I couldn't relate to him the way he was, I guess. Very well. It's just so that, that idea of being trapped, horrifying. being trapped in a situation that you can't get out of. Well, just be not being able to tell what's real or not. Yeah, that too. Because anything going on, you I mean, it could have killed him at will. Yeah. Or made him go out the window not knowing it was the window or something, you know. Right. Anyways, that's pretty horrible to me. I think out of the movies you watched so far, this one seems like it's got more of the horror type concepts. Yeah. I mean, like you said, every single type of ghost encounter practically was going on in this room. Yeah. But it didn't have so. impact to me like other things have that we've watched that <laughs> I didn't like one. I wanted to look away. I didn't. I was like, I don't know if I want to see this other than the heights, which. Well, is, I mean, there there wasn't gore and body horror and that kind of horror, but there like were other types of horror. scare type stuff. There were a couple there, jump scares. There were stuff, some jump but... scares, but then just the psychological horror of. Yeah, they address fears of drowning. Um, That's what does bother me. Um, drowning heights, claustrophobia, claustrophobia heights. There were no insects, though, right? It's no. a fear some people have. Bed bugs. Well, he Spiders. didn't ever late go to bed. <laughs> he should have just gone to bed and slept it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's having a dream anyways. So might as well have been asleep while he's having his dream. <laughs> well, I think yeah. that. Clock radio would have kept waking him up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why if you're a paranormal investigator, it helps be deaf. Maybe some people are afraid <laughs> of the carpenters. Uh, and maybe. so this like carpenter phobia. Yeah. <laughs> carpenter I'm afraid of songs you only know the, the main line to that you couldn't sing the rest of it. <laughs> After having it stuck in my head for all day, I know that I have that set that syndrome. <laughs> it's only <laughs> just begun. begun. To live, live, to sure. I don't. Uh, <laughs> that's like oh, to I don't live. Know. Yeah. To live. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Next, LOLs. I think there were some. There were, yeah. There was a few. Yeah. I had some chuckles. Not yeah, like lot. when he's looking across the street at the guy, and the guy's behind him, and he turns around, and the guy's really there. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Uh, I I was expecting that to happen. I guess so I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. I, like, right. I go six. Some of the stuff with his. Yeah, I'm gonna go like. I'm thinking four. His maybe I'm uh, too high. I'll go five. Okay. <laughs> editor, or whatever, and the Samuel oh, Jackson. Oh, 
oh, and the lawyer. Yeah. All that was yeah. kind of funny. There were that a few funny. funny parts, but. Okay, quotability. If only just quote the song. <laughs> yeah. It's, been a, it's that's a brainworm song, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if there's any. Are you ready to take the express checkout? <laughs> uh, I guess that could be one. Yeah, yeah nothing really gonna, sticks it's gotta out. It's got to be low. It's got to be like a two. Yeah. A three. Oh, three. Based on other ones. Because of the song. Oh. Yeah. Awake the tood. It kept me awake. Yeah. Keeps you on. It wasn't boring, boring at all. Yeah. I would say it's not boring. It's always moving on to the next spook, you know. Yeah. And there's something for everyone, you know. If you yeah, don't, whatever scares you. If you don't think what's happening is scary now, wait till we show you the next thing. Yeah. It's almost like. Eight. It's almost like the movie's alive and can tell what you're doing, and it oh he's not scared yet. Let's throw in a height scene. <laughs> Just throw everything, see what sticks. Yep. Uh, yeah, I bet I they had a ton nine. of fun making that. Well, I, I thought I I did remember commenting people. having the part where he's fighting the inside of the mini fridge. I thought that was pretty funny. Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> but that part kept you awake. That that was enjoying it. I was like, that looked like that would be really fun. Just oh, to go okay. out boxing ten rounds with a mini fridge. Well, I'm not gonna share a hotel room with you now. <laughs> yeah, he I'm gonna charge for all the mini- deposit. Yeah, there's I a would... mini fridge right here. I should just see if yeah, there's Samuel L. Jackson's in it. <laughs> Third, the Zool. Zool would be more scary than Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Probably. Uh, all right, puns. There had to be some puns. Are you ready to check out? Express oh, check out. Uh, That's more. That's not as much a pun as it is a play on words. Metaphor. Good euphemism. Yeah. A double entendre. Ooh. Mm. Triple entendre. <laughs> Quadruple. Quadruple entendre. Because <laughs> he paid with a check. Okay, I guess there's oh. not much in wave puns. There's the, I don't, not like last one. But, not like the last movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Think of I any, give it a I don't two. Think any... If Arnold was the main character in this, there would have been some. I'm pretty sure. I give it a two just because I'm considering wordplay sure in puns. Yeah. yeah, there's probably some with the lawyer and Sam. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, the lady All on right. the phone. Yeah. Grouptitude. Grouptitude. I would watch this just on my own. I, I think did I would. watch this just Probably pretty high. Hey, hey, oh. Yeah, but you were assigned it. Oh. I'll give it a nine. I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, a seven. It's my I kind of movie. Would I would like to watch this late at night when I'm the only one up and all the lights are off. It is weird. I mean, I, I do spend a lot more time than I when I was younger, like reading into like dissecting films as far as. I said films. What is wrong with me? You are a <laughs> critic now. All right, we got our stats. So, all right. I Whoa, gave this the is the first at seven point five. DVD gave it the lowest at seven point oh. Master Zed's at seven point one, and Mister Pulled in second place with seven point four. Is this the first time it's happened? Where I was the lowest? Mm. <laughs> oh no, Uh-oh. the dark half. I don't even remember that movie. Yeah, it wasn't great. So, IMDb gave this a 6.8. 
Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes top critics, 7.9. That's higher than any of us. That's, yeah. And the audience, 6.1, which is lower than us. So combined critics, 6.93. And we gave it a 7.25. So we were just barely above the critics. Interesting. So that's about the same score that we gave Secret Window, Hearts in Atlantis. Okay. That makes sense. That it sounds like a with those. Yeah. yeah. We'll have, big tiers. we'll have to make tiers of movies when we're done based on our scores to see like there's like definite <laughs> tiers. Well, yeah, yeah we we're going to go through and re-rank them. Yeah. At the oh, end. that's good. So, yeah. Uh, the next one is the It from 2017. Oh, I'm so not it, looking forward part to this part one. one. Yeah. It should be pretty horrible. Horrible? horrible. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I don't, I don't. I liked it when I saw it the first time, so I'm looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, I thought Fortune was going to be way scarier than it was for me. Yeah, maybe, maybe you... up too much. So I maybe think it's just aged enough that things that were really scary in 2007 aren't as much anymore. Well, there's Looks no like way this... I would have watched it in 2007. Looks oh, like I this did. is ranked fourth in overall of our movies we've watched so far. Okay, yeah, oh. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, so no look forward. Over to it next month the 2017 version not the miniseries you can watch that too but we won't no. be watching it <laughs> yet yet maybe we'll yeah, get and to then i think we should later. squeeze in the next month and do it too or do you want to wait till the end all right we should do them together okay. i think there'll be a cliffhanger oh <laughs> should we do it at the same time <gasps> simultaneously we could watch both and then rank them together. Mm. So, how close to the book is this one? It's closer, I think, than closer the other than one. the miniseries. Okay, but it's still not, you know, a hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to get a, a book to be or yeah. the movie to be exactly. The book the is book. really good. Yeah, I like the book. They leave out. Well, maybe I should. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. The major plot point they left out. Mm, okay. You've read it, you would know. All <laughs> right. Whoa, sounds like somebody's got consumption. I do. I've got consumption. Nice. Um, I watched Glass Onion with Daniel oh. Craig and Edward Norton. Yeah, um, we almost Dave, watched that. Dave Bautista. Um, who else That's is good. in it? I like that yeah, movie. It was entertaining. Um, yep. That's all I did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I finished season six of X Files. Um, that's still a pretty good show. Hey, my wife and I just saw that. Uh, I know this is kind of just out of nowhere, but Night Court is coming out with new episodes. Oh, that really? John Arquette in it. Huh. Really? He's still kicking, yeah. huh? Yep. We should get David Arquette also. <laughs> All right, next. Okay, I only watched one thing also, which was Jurassic World Domination. Dominion. 
The minion. <laughs> really? Yes. Yep. Oh, you wrote no. it. Sorry, I don't have the notes up because my web browser oh. was being funky. Minion. Uh, so this is the third Jurassic World movie. Yes. And it, evidently. So it brings back Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Sam Neill. It also brings back Neal? Sam, Sam Neill yeah. and the blonde chick from the first one. The lady from the Star Wars movie? Yeah, Moss. Or... Moss Eisley? No, just kidding. Yeah. No, what was her name? Moss Death. The one that decided Moss to Death. break Star Wars physics? Yeah, that one. Did she have um, purple hair in that? Yes. Hopefully. I don't remember the actress's name. <laughs> purple hair lady. Me neither. Anyways, I think our Twitch has gone dead because I tried to switch back to Skype and now it's not working. Oh. Hopefully it's still Lord streaming Durge. audio. There, yeah. Actually, I should have remembered that because oh, yeah. I just saw that and went, oh, How yeah, can I forget her darn name? <clears throat> Anywho. And Jeff Goldblum. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the T-Rex. The guy so from the apartment, D.D. Wong, who's the only mainstay in all of them. Yeah, in yep. this one, all of the dinosaurs from the end of the last one. You said it wrong. Dinosaurs. Dino, dino DNA. <laughs> Plus they're, they're all out. Some giant grasshoppers. Yeah, so there's just dinosaurs living in the wild now. And people are, do. like, breeding them or hunting them or using oh, them. Oh, breeding them together. I see. Yes. <laughs> breeding them, not breeding Come on. Oh. with them. Yeah. No offense to our Montana They're listeners. branching them. I don't know what you call it. They're, there's dinosaur husbandry occurring. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. But uh, there's this, this corp. Oh, there's these giant locusts that are eating all the crops that aren't made by this one company. They should have made giant seagulls. So they think, well, that company probably made the locusts. So they find out Jeff Goldblum's working there. He gets them, he gets the older paleontologists or archaeologists or whatever you call them. (laughs) Sam Neill and Laura. Uh-huh. He gets them in for a tour or something, and they go off and try to find proof. And meanwhile, Pratt and Howard have been raising... Oh, there's our switchback. Um, they've been raising the granddaughter of the Jurassic World dude. The clone lady? Girl? She She's a clone, which you find out in the previous film. I don't... I thought I'd seen that one, but I did not remember that plot point at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I like that one. I thought that one was good. You know, people are after the clone for some reason. She's evil, so like, like all clones, hiding out in the woods. Michael is not evil. The dinosaurs. Anyway, so that's why Pratt and Howard are end up at the same place with Neil and Dern, and they end up teaming up to take this company down that's being bad. So it's basically the Jurassic World version of uh, what's that Marvel Cinematic Universe? The Avengers, right? Yep. It's yeah. Jurassic Avengers. Or the Render, DC version. Jurvenders Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, 
it was good. It was fine. Nothing too amazing or bad. The dinosaur tropes are still in there. Like uh, the T Rex always looks like it's dead, and then it's not. I like the yeah. motorcycle dinosaur chase through the little old town. Mm. That, that was, was cool. good. Yeah. 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 Lots of good scenes. All right. Evita, you're up. All right. Uh, so I finished the Dresden Files books. Oh, wow. Battleground, um, number 17, which is basically the whole book is one big Battle. war yeah. in Chicago, what? which is cool. It's really good. Uh, yes. I then the version I had had a short Christmas story that he wrote for oh. Dresden. It was at the end of the book as a like epilogue. So I read that. That was really good. Um, kind of sad that there's probably not going to be more. Um, I guess never say never. He could always go back to writing those again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've started reading an analog book that I got wow. from LFG. It's uh, the book one of the Rogue Squadron Star Wars books. That's how I read all my books. Is it? In real I, life? Yeah. The bad part is, like, when I'm reading in bed, I have to have my side light on. Uh, and that could bother my wife, I guess. But I, I have a little I, clippy light that clips to my book that is really well, good about not disturbing. And then there's, life. I was pushing on this word I didn't, I wanted to see the definition of, and it didn't pop up with the definition. Because <laughs> it was painful. <laughs> <almost, laughs> uh, all the footnotes, you can put an asterisk and then yeah. write the definition, look it up, and annotate your book. I do spend a lot of time flipping to the front because it has a list of all the characters and what race they are, which right mm. before I started reading, I went through and like Google searched to see what they all look like. Like what That's each of them and um, there's the wolf band guy and there's, uh, anyway. there's the, you know what guy. I, w- what I would do when I was reading the gray man books is I would pull up Google man. Cause you could follow the roads and stuff that they take. Oh yeah. Oh. That's cool. And you oh, can, cause it's so, de- he describes so well what he's doing and where he's going that you can like, Oh, there's the parking garage you went in. So there was a, there's a part of the battleground um, book that uh, involves a uh, guns and roses song. Welcome to the jungle. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped where I was reading where it said it was starting and I went to YouTube and listen to it while I was reading, and it seemed to sync up with wow. parts of the song as I was going through part of it. It was actually pretty moving. It was pretty cool. That's cool. So I recommend the Dresden Files a lot. It's one of my favorite book series now, I think, of all time. Cool. It is um, pretty great. I tried watching the, the TV show. I watched one episode of the Dresden Files on Amazon with commercials. I'd seen it before, but after reading the book, I just I can't do it. <laughs> I did think the actor of the guy was pretty good. He seemed tall. Mm-hmm. He seemed kind of the same description of him. But some of the other characters and like why would he change that character's last name when I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make and why does yeah. he drive a Jeep instead of a Volkswagen? Oh, that seems like a major miss. It's like if this floor is there, why not just use it? Right. And it's such a major it's not like they don't mention no. Anything about his car? 
Which I it's guess like, the first Resident book, if they don't know much of the universe he's in. It starts very, and it just builds on itself, right? So the first yeah. season of this could be very limited too, and then build on it. But build on it correctly. You can't build on right. it. Right. You can't build on something that's got a bad If you change it, yeah. Well, um, for TV shows, sometimes they have to use the car that, that sponsors that oh, station or whatever. Stupid. This is an old like one that that's, has like, Ed Dub is a sponsor. That's why if you pay attention to some shows, you'll notice like everybody drives a Chevy or everybody yeah. drives a BMW or something. Or if you're Transformers and all the, cars in there. all the good cars are Chevys and all the bad cars are Fords. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I never I noticed they were, like, that. Airplanes and stuff. Like oh, the police car was it. Yeah, the Ford airplane. <laughs> well, that was another thing like... There's that's the main Decepticon cars. What are you doing? Yeah. That's a different thing. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, So I also watched Jurassic World Dominion. Oh. Are you sure it wasn't Um, Domination? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. I (laughs) unconfirmed, though. Um, I thought that the acting wasn't great in it. (laughs) Oh, really? Well, people get old. Well, I thought the only actor that I thought was good consistently was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I was like, oh, he, I like him. Um, he's a really weird guy. Have you seen it? There's a show where he's just himself. Like, he's odd. He seems like he would be a weird guy. Yeah. I'd probably hang out with him, though. Sure. <laughs> See that. Um, and then I've got a few things I'm in the middle of. I'll talk about them when I'm done with the series. Um, and I finished the Dresden ghost story book. I think maybe I finished it last week. I'm not sure. I don't think it was in the notes, but. Oh, you're so from so for some treats on the next ones. Yeah. So I didn't, this, that was like my least favorite of them. I think the next one was my favorite. And I promise. think I, yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> I can't tell if it's just, I don't, like where the whole thing is going as much. I liked when it was simpler and more just oh, like, yeah, uh, it does get pretty complex having just like, Oh, here's a bad guy. And it's like, it's gotten so complicated. It's like, uh, yeah, that's how a lot of TV shows lose me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did start reading cold days. So, I'll, yeah, sure I'll get through it fairly quickly. Does anybody have any nerd cred? Um, I'm sure I do. What did I talk about last week? I, I played uh, some D and D. Your D and D battle mat. So I used it, uh, uh-huh. which turned out really good. I played a D and D game. Didn't kill anyone. I tried. Um, <laughs> As the DM. 
I've painted a minifigure. Oh, nice. My son's painted a bunch of them. Um, as I'm going to start painting the ones I got from Master Zed for Christmas, I'm going to send them pictures as we go. Ooh, yeah. Although the giant one, I'm trying to decide what kind of giant it is. Is it a frost giant? Is it a fire giant? Is it just a hill giant? Cookie it looks like giant. it has like, actually has, it looks like a crown on its head. And I realized they're like leaves and there's like eggs inside. So it's like a nest oh, on its head. It's like a forest so giant. So a forest giant, which I don't think is a D&D monster, but that's perfect because I could just do whatever I want then. So I was going to see if it's one of those types. Um, oh, and I've been watching a lot of interesting things with Dungeons and Dragons. Um, they changed their OGL, which is their open gaming license, or they put out feelers that are going to change it where they were going to have anyone that was producing stuff off of their trademark, basically, and have to pay them 25% royalties. Oh, um, But yeah, you do stuff like that, that and they have upset the entire yeah. D&D gaming community to the point that all the developers that were making stuff are, like, abandoning ship. I'm not sure that D&D is going to survive, at least Wizards of the Coast, which is a Hasbro subsidiary, is going to survive mm-hmm. this very well. Yeah, what I heard is the head guy was like, we need to get into the, you know, the making money on all these transactions like video games do. Yeah, that's there's a, there's like, a lady, actually. That's no. Ahead of it. Oh, like, it? this is the wrong lesson to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so I... I'll continue to make. I'm never. I'm never planning on you know developing my own like stories or something based on D and D architecture to sell. So I don't have to worry about it. But, right. You can make um, them up and just play them yourself. But even like uh, Critical Role, which is probably the main responsible party for the increase in popularity of D and D, as well as all these other like independent creators. Even they're like. They're not sure what they're going to do, and I think they're going to go away from it, and maybe go to a different gaming system, which would be interesting, horrible for D and D. Well, maybe uh, they need a reset. At this point, they, they haven't even like released the official thing yet. This is all Stop just based balloons. off of a, a release that someone did, kind of like a floating trial balloon type deal. Yeah, so they could just say, "Ah, oh, never mind." <laughs> they could, but I think the damage is done already. And there's some yeah. cool things that were coming yeah, out. There's a D and D movie. That oh, that's looked right. really good with yeah. uh, Chris Pine and mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Rodriguez were in it. That looked pretty funny. Uh, I'll probably still check it out because I guess it's not my fight, but it does suck that they look like they're in a death spiral because of corporate greed. It feels like yeah. with what YouTube did where they built their platform on all these independent creators. And then when the platform gets big enough, then they cut those guys off at the knees, stop, you know, giving them monetary support yeah. for what they've built and then try to monetize it to the that's, detriment of everything. That's kind of the model for a lot of entrepreneurial tech stuff right now is you build a platform, you don't make any money off of it so that it gets big and then you sell it to somebody that's going to monetize it. And then you get the goose it. that lays the golden egg and then you, and you strangle it to death, kill it and eat it for dinner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I feel like that's what they did with Star Wars. Yeah. So I finally got the last trophies on Vice City, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Nice. It People were saying like, yeah, if you use these cheat codes, you could do it in like four hours. And I was like, oh my uh, gosh. 
it's like I'll play it for an hour here or there. I'm not into using cheat codes though. The thing the last trophy that was the hardest is you got to get your criminal rating up really high and to like a hundred thousand or a million I think it was a million and after beating the game and a hundred percenting it I was only at like thirty five thousand so I was like and it's based on how much money you have how many vehicles you've destroyed how many people you've killed how many times you've been busted brings it down and so that they're like okay to do it you got to start a new game don't fire your gun because your weapon accuracy plays into it and then go do this thing where you can make a ton of money real quick and it was like a little driving mini game where each time you beat your old record you get double the money mm. and it was like yeah if you do it this way you can get this much money and I did it differently and I got way more money than <laughs> they said you could like when I got done I just drove around for a while because my money counter was still going up for several minutes <laughs> and then you're supposed to go and you can get your weapon accuracy above a hundred percent by getting a vehicle that shoots because it doesn't count those shots, but it counts the hits. Oh, so you no. can get your accuracy up to like 20,000% and you get a certain <laughs> number of points per percentage point. So then I was going to go do that. But on my way to start doing that, it gave me the trophy. So nice. me getting that much more money made the difference up. Made the difference up. So that I was awesome. like, sweet. I don't I didn't want to sit there for three hours with a helicopter pointed at a truck just <laughs> holding the shoot button for four hours trying oh, to get my percentage. My experience, up. I will ruin my desire to play a game faster than anything trying to do crap <laughs> like that. It was just like it was just because I had one left and I was like, it is doable. I wasn't planning on doing it all in one sitting. So, so the biggest like, cheat I, San Andreas like, cheat that I you did, you can put was, a rubber band around the controller and go do something else. I was that's like, not gaming. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I was glad that I didn't have to. That's crazy. Sit there and shoot a truck for like AFC that, AFK. <laughs> yeah, you realize in San Andreas real quick that if you park a car in a garage, you can shoot it till it explodes, and then just have the garage door shut, and it comes back and it's perfectly fine. <laughs> and you can get your gun stats up really high just by shooting your car repeatedly. Oh. Yeah. It's a fun cool. game. All right. If you want to get your stats up really high, send an email to engineerdyshow <laughs> at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. You can also watch us live on Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash show and visit our website, theengineerdyshow.com. We've got ad-free version of the show up there, and you can get a T-shirt at our shop tab there. They're pretty swanky. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You shall be and always sell. You have been and always shall be my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to be. 
How many times have you said that? Maybe too many. <laughs> oh, time to My switch it up. started over at 60 minutes, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> Most guitars are made of trees with some L for the strings and some frets and two neat things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs. <laughs> 